are here for a reason. Breaking down the Brotherhood, one prayer at a time. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right on Radio. You are here for a reason. Yes, you are here for a reason. Welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. I am the host of this show. Boy, do I have a guest for you today. Yes, our good friend Cisco Wheeler is here with us. I'm going to be bringing her on in just a couple moments. It is unfortunate we were unable to get her camera working, but she is here live. You will not see her beautiful face, and I know she got dolled up to do this because Cisco is a very classy lady, and she would have, and it's just really unfortunate. Uh, but most of you are listening on Podbean anyway, so you just get to hear uh, her voice and her sincere heart in what we are going to cover today. And today's topic is going to be somewhat controversial in some circles because people talk about going to the courts of heaven Uh, People talk about going up and going into the throne room and different things. And I want to give a very balanced perspective on this. And the word of God is the authority in which we're operating under. So I'm not going against people, but I'm saying there's doctrinal differences and the Bible needs to be the ultimate authority. In most of these cases, uh, through my study, these scriptures have been taken out of context and used for specific purposes. And I'm going to be very confident in my position on some of the things we're going to be talking about today, because actually I've been looking into this for months. I have done an exhaustive study on this. And and again, I'm confident now I'm not going to be playing the scripture game where they say this, and then, you know, here's my one scripture that counters it. Anyone can do that. You can make a single scripture look the way you want it to look. What we have to do is look at the Bible in context. And I believe you're going to hear the heart of God in this today. So I purposefully want to open up with just a very simple prayer that you are familiar with, and I'll add a couple words at the end, but I'm just going to start out with the Lord's Prayer, and this is purposeful. You'll see why as we go through this particular program, and I'm going to say it in a group setting, assuming you will pray it with me. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses and we will forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever Amen. And Lord, I invite the Holy Spirit to be in our 
presence today. I invite and give full permission for the Holy Spirit to speak through me, to speak through Cisco, to take away any confusion that is in this subject, Lord. I pray that your message, your words will penetrate the hearts and the minds and be a blessing and an encouragement to anyone that is here in the sound of my voice and in this community. I pray in Jesus' name. And if you're not familiar with Cisco Wheeler, she is definitely a favorite in the Right On Radio community. She has written multiple books, but the book I like to highlight by her is Behold a White Horse by Cisco Wheeler. You can buy it online. Literally, it is the encyclopedia. <laughs> it is, if you want to know all the things that are happening behind the scenes and the deceptions that are in the world and stuff like that, Cisco, being essentially a whistleblower, has documented in great detail and with many names, this is a book that you should have as a reference tool because she's called it all in advance. The other thing as I bring her on is please um, go to her Patreon. Uh, I don't recommend people's Patreons often i don't like to send my audience away from where you know the information and stuff like that but i trust cisco uh and her patreon really really blesses both myself and my wife are subscribers to it so that should tell you something cisco welcome back to right on radio well hello jeff it's nice to be right on radio and hello to everyone listening today. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Now, Cisco, people have been asking for you to be on the program. It's been months. And I just want to be very clear. There has been some circumstances that have prevented in certain times. But it is not that the door is not open for you here at Right On Radio. Will you confirm that so the audience will leave me alone? I certainly do confirm that. Uh, I was very busy with uh, family issues and health issues, and I needed some grace, time to just rest and get back on my feet and go through a grieving process that I needed to for a family member. And uh, I'm back, and to God be the glory. And we talk often, at least once a week, it seems, uh, sometimes more than that. And uh, yeah. you have really blessed me, and, and hopefully I've returned in a small dose occasionally as well. Absolutely, Jeff. Uh, I follow you very closely, and I appreciate you so because you stay true to the Word of God. And we as Christians, we delight in the Word. Uh, you know, through the blood of Jesus, we can each claim that looking into Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we will walk in victory. That we are a family. Not only do I see you as you and your wife as a family, but I see those that are listening that are born again that know Jesus is real. 
I, you know, what can I say? We are a family. We need to be grounded in the word. We need to stay true to the word of God. And I appreciate that about you, Jeff, is that you stay true to the word. Well, be the Berean be the Berean is the unofficial tagline of the show. And, and quite honestly, Cisco, uh, you know, part of the reason I've been doing this mass deception series and the one we're in right now with poker face and stuff like that is to not trust man, because I have actually not purposefully, but I have allowed things on this show that have been misleading in the past. And mm -hmm. I need to correct that because I've trusted persons. So don't trust me. Don't trust Cisco. Check everything that is said against scripture, and that will give you your solid answer. Well, you know, Jeff, I think it comes down to, I was thinking while you were talking, I was thinking of the scripture that said, uh, I will say I am redeemed because the, the word of God says, let the redeemed say so. And that is, I am redeemed. let the redeemed say so. We are redeemed. We are, but when if I've ever been in error and led anyone astray, I want to put forth my best effort to make sure there's corrections. If I'm aware of it, I want. I, look, everyone has some pride. I got a little bit too. You know, I'm trying. I'm working on that, but um, I'm not above reproach. And if I, if the Lord convicts me of something in my heart, I want to do the, my best effort to make it right. Well, did I get convicted this morning? I sure did. Can I share it? Oh, please do. A couple days ago, a little butterfly that was so beautiful flew into the house. And I thought he was so beautiful. And I, I stuck a jar over him because he was so beautiful and I wanted to watch him. And yesterday, and that was two days ago. And yesterday, I went back to where the jar was. I lifted it, and he was alive. And the Lord said, let him go. Don't hold him captive. And I said, but Lord, he's so beautiful. I just want to look at him. And I put the lid down. And then I started crying. And I knew I disobeyed the Lord. I knew I did. But I put that lid down over that jar. Well, this morning at 3 o'clock, the Lord woke me up. And he says, go look at your butterfly. And I went over and looked at my butterfly, and I thought he was dead, and my heart dropped. But he didn't. His little wings fluttered. And I took the, I took the jar off of him, and I put him in my hand, and I started to cry. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I disobeyed you. What I wanted was more important than me taking care of this beautiful butterfly that you created out of your heart of love. And I abused it, and I am so sorry. And I took the little butterfly, and I said, I am so sorry, little butterfly, that I wounded you, that I hurt you, that I held you in captivity, that I put you into a jar for two days. And I am so sorry. Please forgive me. And the little butterfly flipped it and flapped its little wings and it flew into my hair and i i knew it was in my hair and i didn't want to hurt it so i went to the mirror and it went on it went on the top of my hand 
And I took it outside and put it in a fresh flower pot that had flowers. And he was just fluttering his little wings. But I broke down emotionally. I had been so disobedient. So I knew I shouldn't have put it in captivity. I know what captivity is. I know what sin is. I know how it breaks the spirit unto death. And that little butterfly almost died. And I checked him just a little while ago, and he's still on the flower. And he's he's getting honey from the flower. And I'm glad that the Lord is going to restore him. But I was so overwhelmed with grief. And when I think of this Bob Jones, I felt the same way, Jeff, when I watched the program. I literally started weeping because I know the bondage. I've known that bondage. And I know how Satan can come and he lies and he steals. And he steals the blessings when we open up doors in our lives that we should not open. And I'll let you go from there, Jeff. But I wanted to share that with you because, you know, the word of God says we're all sinners saved by grace. And I am so grieved that I let myself capture a little butterfly because of my own selfishness that I wanted to watch that little butterfly. He was so pretty. How selfish can I be? Well, and I know God forgave me and that's okay, but I, I'm just acknowledging to you and anyone that wants to hear, we all make mistakes, but isn't God just, and isn't God good and merciful that he spoke to my heart and said, Look what you did. Be accountable for what you did. Now, Cisco, I, I, I heard your heart in this, and, I, and I'm, I actually am sorry that I have to say this to the audience, but there's always a few that always want to tear apart some good things. That This was a true story. I know Cisco's heart. I heard the emotion in her voice, there'll be some that might say, oh, the butterfly, that's that's an altar of MK, uh, you know, programming and stuff like that. They have to put their symbolism out there. No, it was a real story. And you just heard a woman's heart about something she thought was very beautiful and just let it go. Well, so, this little butterfly, Jeff, was turquoise with black in it and that's why it attracted me as it was a butterfly that I had never seen before and it was so beautiful it was it was turquoise and it's just a beautiful little butterfly and I was taken back by its beautiful turquoise because I love turquoise I love the color of turquoise and I was taken back by its beauty it had nothing to do with uh monarchs no, of course not so there's just a there's a there's a couple little notes and and uh, if you want you can pause here and get a piece of paper because I have all these scriptures I can read I don't know if we'll have time but I just want to give you essentially all of the scriptures that are used and manipulated uh, for these for the causes of what they're what some of these false teachers are putting out there so. They're, they're going to say Luke 18, um, and the first several verses, they pull just a couple out of it, but you have to read it in context. Um, 
Ephesians 6, 12, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 2, and Daniel 7, 9 to 10. Uh, those are basically, and then there's a, a tie-in with Revelation and Daniel. Um, these are some of the justifications that people use in this teaching. This teaching is part of the NAR, uh, essentially. Uh, not essentially, it's part of the NAR. Um, it's one of their branches, one of their teachings. It's where experience and things like that supersede the Word of God, which is contrary to what the Word of God says. And I'm just going to open up, uh, because when I first heard about going to the courts of heaven and stuff like that last year, I went and I found a video by a man named Robert Henderson, who seems to be one of the authorities on this subject. And he gave what I thought was a pretty convincing argument using scriptures, but I listened to him give the scriptures and I did not seek them out for myself. <clears throat> so I'm just going to play like 30 to 45 seconds of this particular clip just as an introduction to this subject. And then we're going to get into the uh, other ones where we'll play a little bit more extended clips. But there's just a couple things that I'll make comment on with this here. Join us as Pastor Robert Henderson leads us into the courts of heaven. I'm so excited to bring to you today some understanding in the courts of heaven. You know, some people have heard about the courts of heaven around the world. I actually have a book called Operating in the Courts of Heaven that sold over a million copies around the world. So I know that there are people that are aware of this principle. Now, when I talk about the courts of heaven, I'm not necessarily talking about a method or a manner of praying. What I'm talking about is stepping into, if you can hear this, a spiritual dimension, a place in the spirit realm. Now, don't let that scare you. because. All right. Stepping into a spiritual dimension. I could let him go on, of course, with that. But there are dimensions. Dimensions are real. I want to assure the audience of that. Dimensions are real. And there are courts in heaven. That too is real. Oh, Cisco, you're muted. Nope, you, you hit the camera button. You got to hit the microphone button, Cisco. Okay. There you are. Thank you. That's strange. I hadn't touched nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somehow you got muted. Okay. But, so I just wanted to make the point, uh, this gentleman uh, sold over a million books on mm. this. And why is that important that I say that? Well, first of all, this is not a, a small ministry that does that, that says these things and about going into the courts of heaven and going up to sit on daddy's lap. And, you know, there are different people who put different phraseologies upon this. But at the end of the day, it's like, here's the secret. It's this new knowledge now that this is now what we can do because God is doing a new thing.
God doesn't do new things. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. Is the integrity of of who God is is has always been and always will be. It That's right. The only heart. difference is there was an old covenant and now there's a new covenant. It's the same God. It's the same God. Yep. Oh, um, oh, I got it. Oh, okay. So now, now I'm going to have to describe this. We're going to be concentrating on Bob Jones. And why Bob Jones? Well, he was a very famous NAR prophet. Uh, we did Rick Joyner on the last episode. Uh, this guy, uh, Bob Jones, was kind of like the official prophet of Rick Joyner, but he's also been influential in the entire NAR circuit, and this is actually him at Bethel. But I'm going to play two clips, and I'm going to have to describe the first one I play to you, uh, for those of you listening, because this is a video uh, gesture that he is doing. And I'm just going to share it here for a second. Now, I want you in the audience uh, who can who are watching this to look at his right hand. And Cisco, watch this because I want to get your opinion on this first. Okay. If it's going to take me in. So I felt that every one of your jobs is to really go to those that already know the Lord. They've been wounded, hurt, backslidden, and tell them this. The Father still loves you. Oh, nice. He's not a the conditional father. He's a father. And if you'll come out of the pig pen, he'll meet you halfway. Cisco. Now, he does go on to explain, in all fairness, he says that that hand gesture means I love you. What he is doing is essentially the devil horns or what's called the colloquial. Exactly. It's an organ. How can I help you understand? It's like he became the conductor for the orchestra. Right. And, and so right before that... I want you to hear something that he says, and this might seem inconsequential, but just understand that just a, a few minutes after that, he did that colloquial sign, and he was doing it, moving his hand as a conductor with the, the devil horns, essentially. Mm -hmm. Now, some people do say that it means I love you, it so, and he might believe that. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. But listen to this, and this makes me think that perhaps he was had other intentions. You. The next thing he gave me was Ephesians three ten. It is the manifested uh, uh, glory of God. Only said, they will be a thousand points of light. Oh dear. I didn't Okay, so that wasn't in Ephesians 3.10. I can assure you of that. And so what he goes on, actually, let me play the clip a little bit longer. I want to be sure that I'm fair to him. 
didn't bring the diamond, did you? It's, it's small. A thousand points of light. Every one of you is a facet in his diamonds. Recently in, in Tennessee, Nashville, Murfreesboro, I was minding my own business, getting ready to step onto an elevator, and light hit my eyes. And I reached out and I picked up a diamond. It was very small. Some said it was a half carat, some said it's three quarters, I don't know. But it was very small. But it had some of the most beautiful cuts on it I've ever seen. It's like cuts that nobody else has ever cut a diamond that way. And as we turned it, every facet would reveal a ray. Cisco, am I reading too much into this? No. No, you're not. Thousand well, it. George H. Bush yep. referred to that. Donald Trump famously asked during his uh, campaign for presidency, uh, what does that thousand points of light mean? D does that have any uh, meaning to you, Cisco? Well, yes, it does. Uh, when, it's a the, when the Illuminati meet, they meet in a certain place that has a thousand points of light in the ceiling. And remember, Satan is a mirror image or gives the world a mirror image of everything that God is. And I don't know. I'm still it, as I say that and then doing the colloquial. I don't it just it seems suspicious he, to me. He's using an, an Illuminati uh, phrase that is a very powerful phrase in rituals is within the Masons. And why is he choosing this sentence out of all the sentences he could quote? Yeah, why, because of why he is like doing this. But it's not. Why he is doing this is because, now I had not heard this, Jeff, until no, now. I know you so my mind is, is kind of I'm trying to filter this out, okay? Why would he use a thousand points of light? Otis, no. Good boy. Why would he choose to use that word? It just goes, okay. I see programming all over this. I see control all over this. He's targeting a group of individuals. And so my next question is, if he's targeting specific individuals, what message is he going to give them? Because I guarantee you that these are not just words. These words carry weight demonic 
spiritual weight. So when he used these words, he had to call forth specific demons to operate, to bring forth the spells that he, I don't know how to, I'm trying to make it simple. Um, there's a, there's a spiritual force behind these words because there are specific rituals that are done under these points of light. Okay. And you have to realize in the cult that certain diamonds, stones, objects, they carry demons within them. They're a receptacle for the mnemonic realm. So why would he use a thousand points of light? Because he was calling forth those demons. And I was trying to figure out with the little clip that you sent me, he's got to be a mate. There's got to be masonry in there somewhere. To what degree? I don't know. Well, let's, I'm going to play. So the last clip I'm going to play is the one that I had sent to you in advance. Yes. Can I, before you do that, Jeff, have yeah. I made any sense at all? Can you simplify it? What I've just tried to say. Words have power. And we know that creation was spoken into creation uh, mm -hmm. by by the Lord God. Mm -hmm. And when we pray, our words have power because of the authority of Christ, not because of us. It's right. because the Holy Spirit in us and the authority of Christ. Someone on the other side, they use God's laws because they know that they work essentially and this is how they create their magic and what they can do is they can plant seeds and they open up so you are susceptible doorways at doorways and then the person who is listening to this has the free will to say wow this guy is a great man of god i want what this guy has mm -hmm. or they can have that discernment that God gave you to bubble up and say, hold on, something is not right here. He just said Ephesians 3.10 and then a thousand points of light, but a thousand points of light is not Ephesians 3.10. So it's what the he's counting on if, in fact, he has not genuine intentions here or genuine intentions not for good, that it's up to the people and what they do with it. And many people, because when you're brought on by a pastor or a leader that you trust, in this case, it's Bethel. So these people all follow the bad teachings of Bill Johnson, and they're susceptible because they want the supernatural. They want the experience, because that's what those churches are all about. So for this old state, stately man who has this, you know, 60-year prophetic ministry, and, you know, a lot of his prophecies would probably come out to be true. And, uh, but, you know, 
the devil has his own plan and can also whisper into people's ears. You have to understand that. That is a reason why I say a lot of these prophets sound like the ascended masters because they're channeling the same spirits. And so when he's doing hand gestures and things like that, it's, it's part of a ritual, part of a perception, part of a manipulation, part of displaying who he is because they like to tell you and then it's up for you who's there in the audience to agree or disagree because you have free will how's that very good jeff and let's go back to that he's a conductor he conducts the spiritual warfare or the spiritual demonic forces that are going to that are in that room the thousand uh, points of light, those diamonds have demons that are attached to them. So, so he's inviting he help. So, absolutely. The hordes of hell. Absolutely. And if you look at his gestures, he looks like a dead shell. Him and his wife both look dead. They look like zombie dead. They're dead. Spiritually, there is no life. He is dead. He has become a receptacle for the demonic hordes to bring this false anointing upon the people. His his eyes do look a little bit black here, I must say, although, you know, video cannot always show perfectly. Um there is no expression there. If you look really close, he has become a receptacle. Remember what he's just done with his hand gestures. He's called forth the spirits out of the thousand points of light. He is so demonized, controlled, that he has become a receptacle. For those de demon hordes that cover the congregation. So now to solidify the point, um, this is a separate uh, video. This is the the first two clips I showed of Bob Jones were from the same one. This is this is from three years ago. Uh, he's back at Bethel, and this is the video that I shared with you in advance, Cisco. I'm going to play a few minutes of it, and then I'm going to probably stop it and comment. Um, if you are listening to this or watching this, do not follow his instruction. Do not close your eyes. Do not breathe in. I'm putting this out, and I will be interrupting it. Um, so that there is nothing, and, and listen, you have the Spirit of God in you, uh, and you know the purpose of why I'm showing the video here, because there's a much greater point that I'm going to make after we finish this video, and uh, and you'll see where I'm going to go in the next segment of Poker Face as well, because what these people are doing is they're actually setting you up for something very, very bad if you follow them. So, yes, uh, I, yeah, please go ahead. Uh, I know what you're going to play. Okay. Uh, 
we just need to plead the blood over everyone that's listening to it. Father, we just ask you, Lord, to cover each and every one of us in the precious blood of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, to bring in your warring ministering angels to uphold us by your right hand. Cover us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. Cover us from the left to the right, above and below, that no no principality that would exalt itself above your name can interfere in our life in any way, shape, or form. In Yeshua's name we pray. Now, one thing I want to say, Jeff, is the first thing that he said, and I want you to listen closely. Do, he said, gave the instructions, do not pray. That's going to be part of this. Um, I'm not going to play the entire clip because it's obviously 25 minutes and I, I will show you the end result of what has happened, but I'm just going to pick it up at three minutes and 44 seconds. The uh, video is called Bob Jones, third heaven activation. It's easily found on YouTube. And I'm just going to pick up from, because this is where he starts to lead people into heaven. It's time you crawl into the light of the sun. It's time you become light. And it's time that you reproduce without numbers. So what I usually have people to do is I have them to stand up. Not yet, I want you to understand. I have you to stand up. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. I want you to put your head up, and I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to take deep breaths. The worst thing you can do is pray. <clears throat> stand up, put your hands in the air, take deep breaths, and the la last thing you should do is pray. Oh, Cisco, are you? No, you're not yeah, muted. I'm right here. I'm right here. Um, so that's not biblical, obviously. And one of the things that I know. Do you know why, I, Jeff, do you know why he doesn't want you to pray? <laughs> yeah, I have a clue, but please explain. Because he wants, if there was anyone that was truly born again in that congregation, if they were praying, the Holy Spirit would give witness to them that this is bad, this is evil, this is dark forces at work. That he wanted to cut off the flow of the Holy Spirit. And also, if you're going to channel, um, you need to basically, it's form of meditation and stuff that these people get themselves into. Uh, to be able to channel you, silence the voice inside of your head, you cut off that connection, and you open yourself up for whatever spirit wants to answer. Oh, this is hard, but this is important, folks. This is worldwide, this teaching is going. But So this is in Christian, so-called Christian churches, but do understand the Middle Eastern religions and stuff like that, they all practice this stuff. Well, they're going to open up the third eye. Well, he's going to talk about that in just a second here. So I'll, I'll pause it again. You understand what you're doing if you're praying? 
I want this raptured. It has to come through here. <laughs> so what he just did, for those of you listening, he pointed to the pineal gland on his forehead, and he says he wants that raptured. And then he said it has to come from here, and he gave the essentially the movement of from the groin up through your chakras to the seventh node. Absolutely. And that gives the father a visitation. <laughs> what father? Right. <laughs> now, when you get there, some of you feel winds. Uh, the angels are mostly unemployed. You're going to feel a wind. Now, I'm going to talk about the and angels unemployed is just a ridiculous statement. I, I won't even go there, but that's not godly. That's not biblical at all. But he starts to describe what you're going to feel. This is part of hypnotism. Mm -hmm. they're looking for a job when you come up there there'll be a wind come around some of you and they're going to be signed to you so I guess that's possible maybe there will be some fallen angels assigned to them I'm sure there will be I want you to remember the scripture when Lucifer was in the garden, how the scripture says he was subtle. Yes. This is, this man is so subtle. So smooth. Yeah, he's a believable he so old smooth. man, lovable character, right? And he is, he is being controlled and manipulated by the demonic realm himself. He is, he has activated all the demonic, uh, forces to bring this about, and and it's I'm going to give, and I'm going to give some real biblical principles that even read some scriptures at the end of this, just to really settle debate on this. Okay, so but Jeff, let's go back to subtle. Okay, how subtle he is. Satan comes in to rob and distill the blessing that God wants to give us. How subtle and smooth he is. I mean, really think about that. Because we're in a, a time where we know you need to understand Satan's tools. How he manipulates. How he steals and robs the, the innocent. And, and Cisco, one of the first things he said was it's time for you to be the light. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Th this is like the, the hidden knowledge. This is the yeah. same ploy, the same deception he put on Eve. You'll be like God. To become like God. Maybe the little gods. That's right. That, I, mean, I believe, is what he's going for here. If we don't feel, when we see this as Christians, if we don't feel righteous indignation, I question your salvation. I am not happy. I'm angry. I am but too. This has slipped into the churches and 
people are being manipulated and controlled by this evil spirit. Heresy, the spirit of heresy, false anointing, heresy, the false gifts of the Holy Spirit at work. Boy, you are looking at it. Well, and we're gonna we're gonna see the effects of it in just a moment as well. So I'll continue on, and we'll keep commenting as we go. And you may not understand this, but it says you'll judge angels. You know how you'll judge them? You'll say yes. I couldn't do this, and it happened supernaturally, and I didn't know it, but that angel was there doing it. You'll judge angels for their rewards. Pause, Jeff, because this is very important. You have to invite. It's an invitation. You open yourself up through an invitation. Satan cannot do anything to you or within you without an invitation. You have to give him permission. And what he's saying here is you want to welcome the angels because you're going to be their judge. You're you're above the angels. You've got total control here, folks. So don't worry. Just do as I say. Angels are going to come and, and they want to do a good job for you because you get to decide their fate. To be little gods. And so they really desire to look into what's going on with you and to help you do things that you can't do. <laughs> so I just ask that you take deep breaths. Okay, don't do anything he says. That's a form and of that you look. That looking you look, that hearing you hear. The smelling you smell, the taste you taste. And most, the, the thing I like the most when I go up is feelings. I feel exactly what Isaiah 29, 11 says. I feel loved. I feel that his thoughts towards me are for good. I'm trying to say that all five of your senses become golden. Okay, Cisco. Uh, Jeff, this reminds me of Eve in the Garden of Eden when Lucifer deceived her through feelings. And and this is what it's all about. It's the experience. And what does the Bible say? We've been covering it in again in every book of the New Testament, with the exception of Philemon. It warns against the false teachers. The signs and wonders, all of these things will come into the church. Mm -hmm. They've been here for a while, but this is what's happening. I, I'm going to fast forward because I don't want to give the step-by-step -step here that he's talking about, but I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Um, we need to I'm be just going to randomly pick a spot. Jeff, when we go into different areas, different churches, different places where we might go. We, he is wanting to make sure that all five senses are activated to the highest degree, that your smell is good, your taste is good, uh, your sight is good, your hearing is good, to enhance those five senses. That's very important in programming. Oh, really? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, you need to have all of that active. Um, because when Satan brings about, for every action, there's a reaction. And he is wanting a specific reaction. Well, you have to have your senses elevated in order to put it together, to put it together. It's like a pie. It has to have all of its ingredients. And, and it goes to, uh, and I know something about hypnotism, so that's why I keep going back to this. But when, so what happens is if so, so someone puts their hands up in the air, they start to breathe, like he says to breathe. And then all of a sudden they feel just a little bit of wind on them. Oh, it's happening. Now your subconscious mm -hmm. is agreeing with this. And it's, now you're super sensitive to everything else exactly. that's happening. So you're closing yeah. off your mind. You're trusting your senses. So I'll, I'll just give you an example. If I was to put, if, if I said to close your eyes and hold out your hands and I put a loaf of bread in your hands and I asked you to, without opening your eyes, look at your hands and picture what is in your hands. Well, you know it's bread because you know the texture. You've held bread before. You know the smell of fresh bread. You're going to say, I see a loaf of bread. So now the mind's eye mm -hmm. is tuning in to what he is directing. I can't be more clear about this. You're right on, Jeff. Right on, right on, right on. <laughs> All right, so let, let's just tune in at random spot, 10 minutes and 47 seconds. Put your hands up. Put your head up. The reason I want your head put up, so many of you are tried with rejection. There's no rejection here. They're just sons and daughters. Now take a deep breath. Come, Holy Spirit. Good. You're going. Good. Good. Keep breathing. Good. Breathe in. Keep breathing. Oh my. Uh, so I'm I'm just gonna skip forward to the end here, uh, Cisco. Okay. Breathe out the old. And I'm just gonna show some of the manifestation here. Oh, actually, I'm gonna this part where he's standing up here. Out of you. And imparting it to one another. Every born again person can do this. For out of here is going to flow the river of life. Okay, the river of life, the water in the this is used a lot in these circles, Cisco. And notice his hand gesture for those of you listening on Podbean. He's talking about the rivers of life outflowing from you. And he did, again, does the gesture, like basically from the crotch up through all your chakras, which is like the oil of secretion, the the, the anointing, or they use this, man, this stuff goes so deep. I don't want to confuse too many topics here, but Cisco, is this meaning anything to you? Well, it's, yeah, he's a liar. 
in the first place, he's not quoting scripture correctly. And no, but, but this stuff does work. This stuff oh, absolutely. does work. Okay, but, but, but the scripture he's using is Isaiah 12, 3. And that the interpretation of it is incorrect. He's lying. There's a lie here. Well, all, all these people okay. who talk about this stuff are misquoting scripture. And, right. and I'll prove it to you. I've got every one that they quote. It's yeah, written because, down here. Because Isaiah 12, 3 says, uh, Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Salvation. Salvation is the cornerstone of the Bible. It's the theme. And the entire the Old Testament given, points to it, yeah, and, and the it entire New given, Testament points to it. It can't be given to us by man. It cannot. And the wells, uh, let's see how I want to say it. The wells of salvation. Man, I'll tell you, you talk about my mind is really I got you fired up My today. I does not know where to what to say because I'm going in so many directions. But he has set himself up to be a god. Well, that's what it is. It, it's yeah. they are gods. That's the whole point of it. And that's what they teach in the Nar circles is that's that right. you are God. When they bring down the deity of Jesus Christ and they lift themselves up to being equals with Jesus. Right. I think and that's why you can just go visit the throne room anytime because that's what Jesus did. And I'm going to show you some of the scriptures they use to justify this. And I'm going to point out the error. I'm just okay. going to continue on for just another minute or two with this Cisco, just to give a taste. And then I'm just going to get rid of the video and we'll talk about the rest. Can I finish my thought? Oh, yes, of course. If we go back to the wells of salvation... Salvation originated in the eternal love of God for man. It flows to the sinner through the work of Jesus Christ. It's by his influence and the Holy Spirit convicting us of sin. This is the work of the Father. And this needs to be very cleared up scripturally what the river the wells of salvation really is. It isn't what comes up out of your gut. The wells of salvation is, is the salvation that God has given us through Calvary. We Drink of this water and you will thirst no more. No more. Thirst no more. Drink of this water and you'll thirst no more. It's eternal. The wells right. of salvation is eternal. And he's bringing up a temporal thing. Oh, just do this here. And uh, right. and by the way, uh, just just out of curiosity, Cisco, because we know that you were saved from, you know, your childhood in that. But is it the enemy's plan? When I say the enemy, I mean Satan. Is it his plan to go and storm the courts of heaven? Is it his plan? Yeah. Oh, absolutely it is. Yes, because this is an army. This is a and, spiritual army that's being birthed in the churches. Yeah, it, right. And so does he teach 
his disciples, and I'm talking about Satan and his disciples, those who were deceived or do it believing, but does he teach them how to go to the courts of heaven? Yes. Okay. Hold that thought. And I'm just going to play the video for a couple more minutes. Rivers will flow out of you. So. Actually, I'm going to fast forward. I just want to show. I want you, you to stand up. Yeah. Pull it up. But this is a power. By the way, when you do this, you get a word of knowledge and whatever is needed, bring it out. That's right. Yeah. This is the Kundalini spirit, yeah. folks. People are gyrating. People are passing this on to each other. Yeah. It's They're trying to transfer it, and they're willingly wanting it to come. Um, I, I can't watch anymore. <laughs> I it's can't just a gift. It. It's the same... It's the same um, heresy that holy laughter is. And it's just a different demon that's manifesting. But it's the same operation. It is. It's the same, it's operation. The same operation. It's just that he, they just, I guess Satan had to decide he had to put a different uh, picture for us to look at. We had to have a different door. A different picture, but it's all the same. It's all the same. The manifestation of that gift is still the same. Holy laughter. Oh, is that is that your clock? Yes. <laughs> Would you just love my clock? I do. <laughs> So they they use a lot of scriptures to justify this. And when they're teaching Christians that you should be going into the courts of heaven. Oh, I, I could almost preach over this. <laughs> they say, first of all, they quote Ephesians 6. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So that it's what this scripture is, it's declaring where our enemy is. I want to be clear on this. It's declaring where our enemy is. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's against mm -hmm. rulers, against powers of the world, of forces of darkness, mm -hmm. spiritual forces. The scripture is not telling us to go up there to fight them. It's not saying that. Um, another scripture that is used is in Daniel versus Daniel 7 verses 9 to 10. I'm just going to read these scriptures. I kept looking until thrones were set up, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames, its wheels were burning fire. 
a river of fire flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands were serving him. The myriads and myriads were standing before him. The court convened and the books were opened. So a lot of people who talk about the courts of heaven and say, you have to go up there, you get your book opened. Uh, you could beat your generational curses. Jesus is there as your advocate and stuff. And they'll use these scriptures. Be really clear. This vision was is in parallel with what you see in Revelation. This is yet to come. <laughs> this is not talking about your right to just go up and to then Jesus, Jesus is ready to go before the Father and defend you because the Father just wants to convict you. You're a bad person. The Father is this grumpy old dude who just wants to, you know, have wrath on everyone. But Jesus goes up and begs for you and says, no, 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 don't let Satan win this one, Dad. I like this person. That's not how this works. Preach it, Jeff. <laughs> um, another one that that first author uh, was showing was he uses Luke 18, and he picks out a particular scripture. But I'm just going to read you the first uh, seven verses because you have to read it in context. Now he was telling them a parable to show that all times they ought to pray and not become discouraged, saying, in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect any person. Now there was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him, saying, give me justice against my opponent." For a while he was unwilling, but later he said to himself, even though I do not fear God nor respect any person, yet because this widow is bothering me, I will give her justice. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. And the Lord said, listen to what the unrighteous judge said. Now, Will God not bring about justice for his elect who cry out to him day and night? And will he delay long for them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So these they cherry-pick these scriptures saying, See, there's a court in heaven. See, God will answer your, your prayers. They twist it. They twist it. Can I just give some like basic fundamentals of scripture? One of the ways, and this might be controversial, but I'll tell you, I've looked up every single scripture in the Bible according to this. Don't take my word for it. You should do the same. But one of the ways these people sell all their books and talk about why you need to go to, to the courts of heaven is because there's generational curses put upon you. And, you know, God's not answering your prayer because your great-grandma, uh, she was a witch. Or, 
your great-grandfather was a mason and so you know although you're born again you know god's not answering your prayer because there's generational things against you now in the old testament there is talk of curses for generations that is true and curses can be passed generationally that is true but i just want to ask you christian brother sister when you are born again and baptized into the new kingdom of god and the holy spirit comes down and lives in you is that curse alive in you can the curses of the world dwell in the same place as the holy spirit curses are spiritual can two can those two spirits subside inside of you when you were born again the curse is broken can you pray for other people in your family you should and by the way going to the courts of heaven as many of these authors and things like that and they sell courses and I, I, they're they're whoring out a false christful mm -hmm. false gospel they're whoring it out look i have the secret and this your prayers haven't been answered yet but they will be you can manifest money go up to the courts make your petition no that is the tower of babel you cannot climb the ladder you cannot build a building you cannot do anything to get yourself into that court of heaven and put your demands down you know why because god came to us that's the difference between the tower of babel and jesus being resurrected dying for our sin being the fulfillment of the law and sending the holy spirit to us we pray our words are heard god in revelations it says that our prayers are up there they've been heard he answers your prayer our prayers continually formula to get there to whisper it in his ear because he can't hear you when you're on your knees really our prayers continually go over the mercy seat before the father they're eternal our prayers are eternal but i think there's another issue here and that is there has no been no discernment in the churches because they won't let the nine gifts of the spirit operate in the body of christ and so they are sterile there is no leadership there is no discernment and when there is no discernment then you come under the entrapment of the spirits of darkness because everyone in today's society well not everyone you know what i'm saying as a general statement what people like good? to be spoon fed they don't want to do the work they don't want to read the scriptures but brothers and sisters it's not work to read the scriptures this is how you will get the fulfillment of joy in your life this is how 
The gifts of the Spirit become alive in you. It's because of the authority of Christ and the authority of his word. It washes you. Read your Bible for yourself. Trust no man. Don't don't trust me. I'm a fallen sinner just like you who begs for mercy at the throne of grace. Yes. But we have a hungry people. We have a hungry society that has not been fed the word of God for how many generations now? Three or four when they took prayer out of the schools? When prayer was taken out of the churches? Really, they was? Look what we are facing today. We have a hungry generation, but they're being led by fools. Yes. I didn't say that. God said it. That's right. And it isn't Jeff or Cisco convicting anyone. It's the word of God that does the convicting. And look, I'm not coming out against any, I'm not coming out against Bob Jones. He's deceased now. I'm not coming against Bill Johnson for allowing that. I'm just putting up scripture against what they say. God will do the rest. Well, you know what? God didn't only call them fools. That he called them morons. <laughs> well, we have, when you look into the Greek, he called them morons. And you look at everything around us. Within the school system, we got morons teaching our children. You look at the media, you got a bunch of morons that don't know right from wrong. Right is wrong and wrong is right. The inversion. I, I mean, the inversion, yes. And we've got it. We're in a society of morons. When you're... No wonder they fall for this heresy. Is it any wonder? They've been groomed for it. They have. The society in general has been groomed. Uh, Look, narrow is the path, folks. Wide is the gate of destruction. Narrow is the path. And all that we are doing here is trying to ensure you stay on the narrow path and if you don't know what the narrow path is that's what we're describing to you read well, I, the word go to god yourself yeah well i think in matthew 24 3 jeff yeah let, let's go there because that's okay. end days okay and uh, now now as he's as he's talking about jesus now as he said on the mount of olives the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be and what will be the signs of of your coming and the end of the age? Now I want you to go to verse 4, and this is really important. Usually it's skipped over, but verse 4, it says, take heed, look, listen. Take heed of what is going on around you. We have Thessalonians 3, let no man deceive you by any means. They have been deceived. For that day will come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now, is this not a falling away? What you saw today, is this not a falling away from the true gospel of Jesus Christ? 
and in a large church with a huge audience, by the way. And schools, they teach you this stuff. Oh, absolutely. You pay to learn this heresy. And if you take, you know, there, I don't know where to go with this. There are many forms of adultery, spiritual adultery, spiritual adultery, sexual adultery. But we, then I think of the spirit of delusion. Go back to the scripture, it says, take heed. This is a primary marker. It's the first sign. It is, it's, and it's rampant. It is the first sign, and it is rapid. Take it, it, heed. And I and I want to just come bringing it into a conclusion here. I started off with the Lord's Prayer. Because his disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. Jesus, maybe he just forgot to tell you to go to the courts of heaven and that he was going to stand there as your advocate. Is that possible? What about Paul? What about Peter? What about, did they, did they just forget, uh, you know, the 30 years of the Acts church, the foundations of the church, they forgot to mention, oh, no, 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 well, your prayers aren't being answered because you need to go to the courts and fight Satan. No, it wasn't forgotten. If it was the, if we were intended to do this, Jesus himself would have included it. You know, he would have given his five-step formula for going into the court just like he does, because you were too, you were also God. It, he didn't do that, folks. Okay, final words, Cisco. I'm thinking about vain people this generation have become so vain in their uh, imaginations and where does that lead you you know years ago when i was a girl jeff even if you were christian and there were those around me that weren't they still had a respect for god they still could say, thank you, Lord, for letting me work. Thank you, Lord, for the food I eat. Thank you for keeping us safe. They still had a, a respect for God. Well, if, if, they, if there was a 10%, like they said they, they didn't believe in God, but 10% of them said, well, maybe there's a God. There was a fear there. That's not there anymore. Right, because the solid foundation has been taken away. It was taken away when they took prayer out of the schools, when they took prayer out of the churches, prayer out of the homes. Started the abortion the sacrifices. Was, the very foundation was cracked and broken. And this is what we have today. But remember, when there is no respect for God and there's no thankfulness, what do we have? <laughs> we have present society. <laughs> Entitlement. Oh, entitlement. Yeah, you're right. I'm entitled. <clears throat> I'm entitled to go where I want, do what I want, when I want, now I want, even if it's contrary to the word of God. Because if you're truly born again, 
you're not going to be deceived. Not like this. Not like and, you and, saw today. No and way. I'm glad you brought up that uh, that entitlement because that's part of the dominion theology. Mm -hmm. That we're called to take dominion over all this earth. And look, we're called to steward the earth. I'm not, ar not arguing that. And we should pray for people to go into positions and stuff like that. But we're not called to rule with an iron fist because this world is not Jesus's. <laughs> he says, this is not my world. Does he own it? Sure. He's given the authority to Satan. He's the prince of this. He's the God of this world, small g. Jesus said that. So. Well, it's sad. It's a sad day. I'll tell you. It upset me to see this, Jeff. It upset me deeply. Well, Cisco, because there's probably other people feeling that way. Uh, just before I end the uh, the program, would you say a prayer for everyone who just wants to participate in that prayer? Yes. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow before you. Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus, Lord of our life. Lord, this has been a, a hard truth that we've had to face today. How far we, the world has slipped, or the church and the world has slipped away from the love of God. It breaks my heart, Lord, to see how bound these individuals will be. And yes, we need a church that will stand in righteousness and bring deliverance. Because they're going to need deliverance because they've opened up a door into their body, soul, and spirit where the hordes of darkness can penetrate and steal their souls. And Father, we know that you're able to intervene concerning all of these issues, Lord. But those that cry out and those that seek you, we know that you are faithful and true. And you'll bring deliverance and you'll bring healing to the brokenhearted. And Lord... I ask you, Lord, to pour out your your love today over those that have listened to this broadcast. I ask you, Lord, to give them a special double portion of your love, of your mercy, of your grace. And, Father, we are planted. I think of the river. Lord, you say that we are the tree, like the tree that's been planted by the river, that our roots are deep, and we will not go astray from your word of God. We won't go astray, that we will always keep you in, in the front of our mind, in our hearts, our soul, and our spirit. And we'll always lift you up. We'll always know who we are in Christ Jesus, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And there is no other, there is no other road to take except to keep our eyes on the master, keep our eyes on the good shepherd, keep our eyes on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God. Keep our eyes on the Everlasting Father. We just take this time to say thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for the mercy that you showed unto me and that you've showed unto each of us. Thank you for such love, such love that it fills our hearts. And Lord, we ask you, Lord, to let the words today your words, Lord, your eternal words, let them go forth into the hearts 
where they need to go. Let the ministering angels uphold all things according to your word. Let the Holy Spirit cover us. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeshua. Amen. Amen. I want to thank Cisco for being here today. Remember uh, to go to Patreon. Uh, com slash Cisco Wheeler if you want to become one of her subscribers. Uh, she puts out really, really good content, um, a lot of deep insight. I could actually base my show on her Patreon, but that might take away from her Patreon. But occasionally she does give me permission to do it, like when I did the Harry Potter series. Uh, also, every one of you should buy that book. I'm telling you, I have it. I constantly refer to it. Uh, it's a resource that I trust from firsthand experience, and that is called Behold a White Horse by Cisco Wheeler. And in the meantime, remember, th just thank you for being here, first of all, but remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, even if they're a false teacher like some of these guys. We're called to love them. We're called to pray for them and make a difference in your community.